sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Morenzi, and I'm on the grid, and I'm also on the clock. The countdown is on. We've got three uh, MAC games on the board, and uh, we've got the NBA draft uh, this evening coming up at 8 o'clock uh, Eastern. So the NBA draft is off the board at 8 o'clock uh, Eastern. Uh, Maction uh, goes off all three games at 7 o'clock. We've got picks for all the games as we continue to light up. Uh, the Mac, like a big spliff in the back of Willie Nelson's tour bus. Uh, Willie Nelson on the road again, and we're on the road again tonight in the Mac. Last week, last week nine and three in the Mac, and uh, last night five and one uh, in the Mac. Nice. And before every Mac game and every Mac night, I'm pretty much scared and worried about the games, but it's been working out, and we're ready to pull the trigger tonight, Cam. Yeah, it's kind of ironic, you know, you go into the NFL with confidence and sometimes you're like, what the hell happened? You go into the Mac game scared and you're winning games. So good call on uh, those games. And that was a crazy cover by Kent State late in that game. They just laid it on thick. Akron was playing awesome. They were exchanging points and then the cream of the crop stepped up. They stepped up in the second half and really like just put it down their throats. And that's the one thing about these Mac games, even in comparison to other conferences, the swings. Usually, you know, sometimes the loser team will hang around for a while, but the better team to crush, 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 and we'll see what happens tonight. We got one tight spread with uh, Central Michigan and Western Michigan, but a couple other uh, big ones. We'll see where we go tonight. I might ride your way, but uh, I have some opinions on these games too. And last night uh, I did a college football teaser, which I normally don't do. And the craziest thing to do would be to do a teaser when the spread is like 30, 31, 32 and a half. Mm -hmm. But it really wasn't, Kev. Buffalo were overpriced last night, and I got the teaser. It was 31-and-a-half, so it was 24-and-a-half. I got the number, and what, they won by 26 or 25 or 26? Yeah, 25. I think it was 25. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, the teaser actually worked. Like, it It was actually like, wow, I look smart for for busting the teaser out on that game. My only loss last night in the MAC was Buffalo, laying the 31 uh, Mm -hmm. points. 31-and-a-half, I bought the half point. They didn't cover. It's a monster number. We talked about it. Um, I was surprised the game actually went over the number. It barely got there. It was 58, 58 and a half against the 59. It barely gets there. Kent State do that every week, though, Cam, in the Akron game. Kent State, they they score like 35, 40, 42 points every oh, yeah. second half, it seems, these guys. They dial it up uh, tonight. You know, Listen, tonight we've got a much more competitive board uh, in the MAC. Uh, you know, there's no 30 and a half point spreads or anything like that. The biggest number that we have is 14 and a half right now. FanDuel, Ball State, 14 and a half, over under 60 and a half. And it's interesting, both Ball State games this year, guys, both games, they played two games. They won 38 31 and they lost 38 31. Mm-hmm. They've had the exact score in both games. So 69 points have been put up in both contests. You know, we'll break down the numbers. They take on Northern Illinois. Toledo, who, of course, had their heart broken last week. Uh, Western Michigan did the old Dan Marino fake spike. And um, uh, Western Michigan came back and won. Toledo, six-and-a-half-point favorites 
against an Eastern Michigan uh, team that all they do is cover point spreads. Nobody ever wants to take them. It'll be the similar situation tonight. Every breakdown that I saw, Cam, every preview, Toledo, 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 Eastern Michigan can't do this. Eastern Michigan can't do that. One thing that Eastern Michigan can do is cover point spreads. All right. These guys are just they're a covering machine, uh, Eastern Michigan. So they're getting six and a half. The total is 61 and a half. And then the marquee matchup uh, tonight, Western Michigan and Central uh, Michigan. Fun football game here. Western Michigan, half point favorites on the road right now. Shout out to our radio affiliates. I am Gabriel Reds. We're kicking it with a raging redhead. Cam Stewart, a lot of stuff to get to, and uh, we've got to do it in a condensed uh, time tonight. The NBA draft is coming up. We've got a special yep. NBA draft coverage taking over at 8 o'clock Eastern this evening. So Lou Gamblu, Lou, will step up and in like he does uh, every Wednesday. We'll talk UFC. It's UFC 255, a couple of uh, championship fights uh, on the card. We're going to break it down with Lou. We'll talk a little NFL uh, with Lou, me and Cameron getting into the uh, the Mac. Pete Annapolis, former assistant coach with the UMass Minutemen, RDS Television, basketball lifer. Um, he's going to join us. We'll talk about the NBA draft, the rumors. There's more rumors right now uh, surrounding the <laughs> NBA camp in a high school cafeteria. And whatever. I agree. I'm not yeah. buying in. The latest one is Blake Griffin from Detroit to yeah. Golden State for Wiggins and the no. swap of the pick. And I don't believe the Golden State Warriors are stupid enough to take uh, Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin, the guy, he's hurt more than you or I. And I'm breaking yeah, down, let me tell you. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah, you know, both. Yep. I think I'm in better shape than Blake Griffin is. <laughs> The guy makes like $48 million a year. I'm not like that. I'm not in I'm not in better shape than Blake Griffin, but I will Neither tell you this, this. This guy is you're right though on the one thing. His career path, it's declining. The injuries are catching up with him. He's getting older real quick, and that's what happens. No, I would not take a risk with him when he's out so many games. I agree. So uh, NBA draft, uh, FanDuel's doing a great job uh, when you compare it to other sports books out there, the amount of props and different options uh, that they have. Uh, to bet so you can bet on the number one pick and it's amazing uh man we talked about this earlier in the week i brought this up on sports rage uh, on sunday night we talked about the uh, the segment we did with big man on campus and Lamelo ball was minus 210 to be the top mm-hmm. pick and we're like wow that, that's that's he's no it's no guarantees the top pick no guarantees the top pick right now anthony edwards is minus 260 to be the yes. top pick. And I would <laughs> I guess say they the know same something. thing, Cam. Yeah, no, but I would say the same thing. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's a guarantee. Nobody knows anything. No, this, like I will get into this. Nobody knows anything about anything. NBA GMs don't leak anything. The players didn't work out. I just read a story that was saying that basically 10 to 12 NBA GMs are just completely throwing darts tonight. <laughs> okay. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Game time decisions uh, continues. I am Gabriel Morenci. We're kicking it with Ranger Red at Cam Stewart. We've got a jam-packed uh, two hours uh, for you. Uh, Pistol Pete Yiannopoulos is going to step up and in. Nice. And uh, nice. join us. Uh, I Pistol like the Pete. nickname. Yeah, it's such yeah, amazing. I, that's it's a good, good name, but come on. It's, Pistol it's, Pete Maddox. Yeah, Pete yeah, Maravich. An yeah. yeah, but I like Pistol Pete. It's nice. It's a, it's a, it's a positive. Know what it is? If you give you a guy a good it? nickname like that, he's like, yeah, like it's a Pistol Pete Maravich is amazing. One of the best trick ballers ever. Come oh. on. <laughs> well, yeah, Pistol Pete Annapolis. It sounds like it's just too good not to use. <laughs> I agree. I agree 100%. And the thing is, the thing is, our Pistol Pete, he's he's packing. He's like, oh, bang, 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 bang. Pistol Pete can break it. Like, if you're going to be named, I, I can't just name anybody Pistol Pete, right? I don't call everybody mm -hmm. uh, Pistol Pete. Uh, but Pete Annapolis uh, really, really, uh, you know, can break this down uh, for us. Great insight uh, to the NBA and college basketball for Pete Annapolis. We'll uh, break it down with him. So, as I mentioned, uh, Anthony Edwards is now minus 260. Now, Whew. this is one of these classic cases in which, you know, you always want to play both sides if you can, if you can get plus money across the board, right? And Anthony Edwards was plus 165 on Sunday night, and, and Ball was minus 210. Mm -hmm. We talked about the segment on the show. And I did not click it right away. So I was sort of, you know, and then after the show, I was like, you know what? That number really is wrong. Like, it's not just like talk show. You know, we didn't just kill a segment talking about that. Like, that's true. That number is wrong. Mm -hmm. By the time I got to it, it was down to plus 135. So I lost 30 cents on it. But you see the massive swing on this right now. And I'll tell you what, guys, there's no guarantee than Anthony Edwards. This isn't like Joe Burrow in the NFL draft. This isn't exactly. like Zion Williamson last year, all right? There, you know, there, it's a deep draft. Uh, scouts love this draft from basically like ten through forty, but they're not in love with it. Like, there are there game changers. Well, we'll find out in three, four, five years, right? When people say, yep. "Oh, there's no stars in this draft," we don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean, like, if everyone knew Michael Jordan would have went first in the draft, right? Correct. Tom Brady wouldn't have went in the sixth round. So there's great, great players, guys, that aren't top five picks, seven picks, top 20 picks uh, even, et cetera. So it's a deep mm -hmm. draft, but none of these teams, Cam, are really in love with any of these top players. It's not like the T-Wolves are like, we need to get Anthony Edwards. Oh, like, oh, we're so lucky we won the lottery in an Anthony Edwards year. No, like he's there. Is he the best one? Maybe. Is he, is he the fit for them? I don't know. Does LaMelo Ball have the most upside? Probably. But he also has the most baggage uh, as well, right? So so Edwards is minus 260 right now. LaMelo Ball is plus 180. You can make an argument now that you can roll the dice with Ball as an underdog. Mm -hmm. And the one thing is, although I think the trades would have happened by now, Cam, uh, the thing is you never know if there's trades. And there's all kinds of crazy yeah. talk about the Pistons moving up, about um, – about what what's Michael Jordan up to? That's what I look forward to Pete's take. Michael Jordan runs Charlotte, guys. They have nice, brand-new, nice uniforms. Buzz City, mm -hmm. love it. Um, and I'll tell you what, the Charlotte Hornets have never had cool uniforms in the history of their franchise. They finally do. So, But they got to get some cool players now. Supposedly, Jordan likes um, likes Wiseman, and he likes the kid from USC, a Kongwu. Yeah, um, that's yes. fun saying that. Uh, fun yes. saying that. Onyeka. Onyeka Congo. I guess we'll have to get used to saying because the kid's going to be yeah. in the NBA. Yeah. So right. I don't know what Jordan's going to do, but my educated, uneducated guess, I should say, 
because uh, I'm a very uneducated man, is that Michael Jordan does not take ball. I don't think he's going to want to deal with I the agree. father at all. I don't think mm-hmm. I think he'll think that the winning pedigree isn't there, that he's all flash. Jordan is like the antithesis of a ball. They're completely different. The balls are all flash. Jordan's all substance. So Jordan's, I, I don't think Jordan goes with ball, but he's pretty damn good. That's the whole thing. And then, you know, it gets to, all right, who? how far does ball drop? These are the updated numbers. So Anthony Edwards minus 260 to be the first pick. LaMelo Ball plus 180 to be the second pick. James Wiseman uh, to be the first pick, uh, second in the odds. James Wiseman is six to one to be the first pick. And then uh, Avia is like, um, you know, it's a massive drop after that. But you can bet LaMelo Ball or Wiseman to be the second pick. And remember yesterday, Cam, we told everybody, you and I discussed this, James Wiseman, James Wiseman was minus 170 to be the second pick. He said, jump in on this. I got in on it. James Wiseman is now minus 310 to be the second pick. Oh, my pick. God. <laughs> yeah. You said it, man. Since there's no Joe Burrow, these numbers our are Our advice nuts. has been good. But our advice yes. has been good this week. I call. I called the. You know, we called the 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 the, the Wiseman stuff. You agreed yesterday. Minus one seventy, good yep. bet. It's minus three ten right now, guys. All right. So Lamelo Ball is plus three ten to be the second pick. So you see what they're going here. They have Lamelo Ball either going first or dropping, and they don't have him to be the the second pick. So then you get to Jordan Lamelo Ball minus one eighty to be the third overall pick, Cam. That's crazy. There's no guarantee, bro, he goes third overall at all. I think there's value on the Okongu guy at 9-1, to one, uh, Avia at 15-1. to one. Hell, what Odie Toppin at 17-1. to one. Exactly. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, I, you know, Toppin's good. Like I said, <laughs> Toppin is good. We, but we he's, not, he's not a top talent. Exactly. I get it. But here's the thing. It's what you talked about. That's why these trades are happening. Teams are, you said it, there's no absolute star. Take a look at these rumors and reports. Oh, we want this, you know, let's stockpile a 40th, a 42nd, a 35th, a 38th. Like they're going, you're basically saying I'm going to throw darts in like the second round of this draft and hopefully land a, you know, some kid nobody's talking about. That's what they're trying to do. And I think that's the way you have to approach it. I'm with you, Gabe. It's probably not going to happen with Toppin, but he was a winner at Dayton. 17 to 1 is a very nice price, maybe worthy of a small dart. All right, let's, so let's, let's, we'll get back to the NBA. Let's get into the, to the Mac because these games are off at seven. We're going to get into the UFC. We're going to get into everything else as well. Yeah. I know who I'm pulling the trigger on already, uh, but we'll blast through it. So, as I mentioned, uh, guys, uh, Ball State, um, uh, Ball State's one and one. They lost their opener at Miami of Ohio. Remember, it was the the overtime game, dramatic game, uh, 38-31. Then last week, they won 38-31 against Eastern Michigan. So we know we know the Ball State offense is good. They put up 31 and 38 points in, in the two games. Uh, Pitt's a really good quarterback, Cam. They've got a ton of weapons, this team. The Cardinals are averaging f- over 500 yards a game, uh, 15th in the country. They're 32nd in the country with 270 passing yards a game. They're 15th in the country with 236. You want to talk about balance. That's balance. You're 15th in passing, 15th in rushing. I think Northern Illinois are going to be a little overwhelmed here, Cam. But the problem is, Northern Illinois are like legendary underdogs. And they're legendary road dogs. 35-16-2 in their last 53 games uh, on the road. Cardinals are not good home favorites either. Uh, one in five the last six games as a home favorite. It's a tough spot, but I do think 
I'm going to play Ball State. I'm going to play the over, but it wouldn't shock me if I like the over better. I'll put it that way. It wouldn't shock me if Northern Illinois backdoored them. It's not my favorite game. I would say out of the three, it's ranked number three. Uh, I would lean with you with the total, and man, we hit that total in that Kent State game. God, they just kept on. You want to talk? Wish we had alternate line there for that total. That was just scoring. I hit in game. Yeah, that, oh yeah, that's, <laughs> it was already there at the half. Like I'm like, well, these guys, there's no defense here. Uh, I lean to Northern Illinois for all the points that you said. I think they're a less talented team, but you're giving these guys double digits right now. Ball State is very good. I think this game is going to, Ball State is probably going to win around between 10 and 13 points. I think the number is just a little bit too rich. As I said before, the worst game on the board, lean over, don't let, really like the game, small play on uh, Northern Illinois. The problem with Ball State is, listen, Ball State are good and they are better than Northern Illinois. Listen, Ball State are one of these hype teams, dude. They got like 18 returning starters. Like, they're yeah. they're they're really talented. They've got like NFL caliber guys, too. They actually do have a couple of really good players on their team. Um, they lost a heartbreaker in game one. So that's the thing. I, I think I think Ball State just sort of get it going tonight. I think they they play two tough games, you know, two really competitive games. I think tonight's the night where they just start playing pitch and catch. I do like the game to get there as far as the total is concerned. Uh, so I'm I'm going to lay the points with Ball State, and I know. Listen, we're going to have more sound effects than Star Wars. We got three yeah. back games coming up uh, later. <laughs> get ready, Parker. Get ready. Game time is coming. Sports Grid. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Morency throwing it down with a raging redhead Cam Stewart. Lou is reporting for duty. LouGamblu.com. Let's cut the small talk because my back hurts today, Lou. How you doing, Lou? I'm doing great, guys. Hope all's well uh, wherever you're you're listening. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing uh, we're doing good. We're ready, ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, big night tonight, Lou. We got three college football games. We have the NBA draft uh, that I know. I know that uh, you've you've said everything aside, so you can sit down and. <laughs> and <roll. laughs> <That's all right. laughs> The NBA draft is on. I don't want to be bothered. Right? Exactly. Like, oh, yeah, no. It was like NBA draft tonight. I did not know that. <laughs> um, I knew that. I, I actually knew there was, I knew there was a draft, but I had no I had no intention of watching it and I couldn't tell you who's in it. <laughs> I can tell you, Chris, Chris Paul got traded to Phoenix. I can tell you that, uh, Lou. So I you're heard caught that. up to date now. Yeah, Chris Paul. But Lou does know that it's UFC 255 uh, this week. He knows yes. He knows that. Uh, so um, share your knowledge uh, with us, Lou. It's all about the, uh, the flyweights uh, this week. Got a couple of flyweight uh, champions uh, throwing it down. And uh, some of the top fighters in the world, actually, Shashenko is one of the top fighters. You know, he could argue one of the top fighters of all time. She's that good uh, right there with Amanda Nunes. So let's jump right into the card here. Obviously, uh, there was a um, uh, there was a, a change in opponent for Figueredo here, Lou. So talk to us. It was going to be Garbrandt. 
Now, oh, it's Perez instead. Talk to us about the main event, Lou. Yeah, so uh, if anything, Figueredo has to adapt in relatively short time to a new opponent. Uh, Garbrandt was going to stand there and, and go toe-to-toe and test him, which wouldn't have done Garbrandt any good. And now uh, Figueredo has to adapt to a, a little bit more, a, a quicker fighter, maybe one that isn't going to engage him on the feet the way he wants. He's going to use leg kicks to try and get inside. And if he's smart, he's going to take a page out of the Juicier Formiga book and wrestle Figueredo up. Formiga beat Figueredo a year or two ago by just immediately closing distance, clasping onto him and tiring him out late in the fight. Uh, I think Figueredo is going to be more prepared for that, but that will be the cat and mouse game between Perez and Figueredo. Figueredo will weigh in at 125 pounds uh, for this fight, and come fight night, he'll fight at 153 pounds. And so that right there tells you the size of the guy, the power, He's explosive. He's got bad intentions. And uh, chances are he's going to catch Perez trying to come in. Yeah, you look at uh, you look at Figueredo, and I know that Perez, the talk is they want to wear him out and take it, take it into deep waters and all that type of stuff. Well, that's all good. Uh, but you look at Figueredo, and, you know, he's just a killer, an absolute killer. As you talked about, Benavides, first round. Benavides, second round. Tim Elliott, first round. Um, you mentioned uh, you mentioned they're going to try to take the Formiga aspect. Perez is good. We talk about it, Lou, but is it just a little too quick, too soon? I mean, he was supposed to fight Marino, right? And it was supposed to be sort of a, all right, then the winner down the road, uh, the winner down the road will get a title shot. Now he sort of gets thrown in there right away. Is he ready for this? I'm not so sure. You know, and, and you wonder if it's almost by design, Gabriel, because they chose Perez. They could have chose Moreno. Moreno's a little bit more seasoned and, and maybe would have given a better fight against Figueredo. In fact, that's my opinion, yet he got overlooked. So, uh, you know, maybe they're trying to rebuild the 125 a little bit. But uh, to answer your question, it is quick for Perez against this killer. Uh, again, it's easy to say go wrestle him up, but from the time that you go from outside a range to inside a range, you're in range. Well, FanDuel right now, will the fight go the distance? Yes, is uh, plus 310. So they do not think this fight is going the distance. <laughs> and for the record, uh, Figueredo right now is a minus 325 uh, favorite. All right, so let's get into Shevchenko right now, uh, Lou. Uh, your your take uh, on on this fight in which, you know, right now currently, wow, 18 to 1. <laughs> oh, my God. Eight, uh, <laughs> you, you can't parlay it. You can't do much with this one, Gabe. That's tough. No, no, no. You, you have to do the unthinkable and put milk money on the underdog for crying out loud. But she has no <laughs> or, the or underdog. No, and the underdog. Or you have to pick this to the exact minute. Shevchenko via yes. knockout at 318.7 seconds. <laughs> yes. For minus right. 400. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, Gabe, you got no, me no, there. No, That's no. exactly how you got about this fight. No, 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 but I'll keep uh, it aside, but how about this? How about this? So, okay. this is okay. the numbers right now. Method of victory. Shashenko by KO, TKO, minus 120. Shashenko, uh, 
Uh, Shashenko on points, plus 195. Shashenko uh, by decision, plus 650. I don't understand this number, uh, these numbers no. here. But this is, the, I'm looking at it right now. I'm seeing That's it right crazy. now. Look at this. Valentina Shashenko, minus 120, KOTKO. Right. And That's, if there's a points handicap, they're going to deduct three and a half points from the scorecard, or maybe it's five and a half if they're if they're giving you a points handicap. It's plus one ninety five for for what distance. for Shevchenko to win uh, via uh, via decision decision yeah yeah it's plus one ninety five no it's minus one ninety five plus one ninety five. For Shevchenko to win via decision? Yes. Yes. I'm looking at oh, guys. Yes. I'm going to, I will pay PayPal and your money right now. I know. I got into this last night, actually, with Steve Merrill. All right. I told him that FanDuel has BYU up at 39 and a half. He goes, it's 47 and a half. I said, it's 39 and a half. And he tells me, it's 47 and a half everywhere. And I said, well, I'm not talking about everywhere. But right now, and I get it, it almost seems like you're right. Yeah. It doesn't correlate, guys. And I hear what you're saying, no. Lou. And, yeah, don't shoot the messenger, guys. I'm just telling you what to no, do. No, no, no. No, no, we're not shooting I'm the messenger. Not. You're saying, we've we got an 18-to-1 fighter laying a buck 20. I want to know no, what the hell's going on, man. Me That's too. what I want to know. But I wet my I wet my thumb and I cleared my screen a bit there, Cam, because I was like, I mean, am I yeah. reading this right? Uh, I'm like, yeah, yes. you got to add, add a couple of zeros. <laughs> Valentina Shevchenko by KOTKO, minus 120. Valentina Shevchenko uh, by decision, uh, via points, they call it, plus 195. Shevchenko by submission. I'm with you, Lou. This is like just load the hell up right now. You know, yeah, like this, yeah, to minus 120. Shevchenko tens. To fight her fights to decision, it, it, she just it, it is that kind of a machine. Uh, Maya's tough. That said, Shevchenko's aware of it, and she could try and finish it. But to get plus money on on Shevchenko via decision seems a great opportunity. And if I was there, I'd surely be taking a look at that. And not only that, it's plus six fifty. Uh, that so by submission is plus six fifty. By points plus one ninety five, it's pretty pretty good number. You can get into yeah. I'm looking. You know what? I'm I'm confirming your story right now, and I'm just like I did the same thing. I'm baffled, man. Minus well, one twenty. The, well, they're, well, they're saying that they're saying Shevchenko's going to finish her. What they're taking a position that they don't want Shevchenko inside the distance money. They'd rather have Shevchenko decision money. And I, I to me, I think that's that's not how I read the fight. Uh, that said, I don't read every fight correct. Lou, gamblue.com. All right. Uh, I, I, I've wow. said it before and I'm going to say it again. Great numbers at FanDuel, guys. Come yes, no question. <laughs> like, this is, this yeah. is wild. Yeah. Unbelievable. Great. Great numbers tonight. Mike Perry. Mike Perry. Um, uh -oh. FanDuel has Tim Means at plus 1,300. How do we not bet that? No, I'm kidding. It's plus. Uh, it's Means 13 to 1. I put out a more realistic number and said, oh, Means, Lou. How do we not get yeah. Means at plus 10? What do you mean plus 10? I agree. You're getting 10? Yeah. Like, uh, no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. 
Uh, but I'm telling you, I, I swear to God, the same thing happened last night. This is, if, and I know FanDuel's watching. You guys got to do a commercial. Your lines are so good, people don't believe it. Last night, I yeah. had a guest on BYU are not 39.5-point favorites. They're 47.5-point favorites. And I got into, like, a 10-minute argument with him. Like, dude, like, he's like, it's a mistake. It's like, It was out of Seinfeld. It's a typo. It's Moore's, you idiot. Moves. Uh, yeah, moves. The answer is so, moves. Mike Perry, <laughs> minus 154. Tim Means, mm-hmm. plus 126. That's the number. So Perry and Means. Yeah, I, and what I'll say about FanDuel, and I'll congratulate him. I do a lot of these spots, and normally when I hear the pricing, I cringe because it's so terrible uh, compared to what I'm shopping. In this case, those are some awesome prices right there, and I'm I'm upset I can't uh, take advantage of them. But to answer Perry and Means, these are two bad hombres. Means is uh, legitimately a polished mixed martial artist. Perry is not a mixed martial artist. He's a barroom brawler. He's crazy, <laughs> and uh, and that's half of his shtick is is if he can get in the other guy's head. In this case, I don't think he's going to get into Means's head with the vast experience Means has had and who he's been in with. As well, Means is going to be the taller, longer fighter. I think Means is a live underdog here, guys. I agree too. You're right. You're not gonna. You're not yeah. gonna out thug and bully and intimidate uh, means like that's the thing. What means is he hasn't won two straight fights since 2000. SportsGrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 seven as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, we turn away for a couple of minutes and things get crazy in the NBA. Danny Green. All right, whatever team Danny Green gets traded to, I want in. Bet the NBA future. They're going to win the championship. Yes. Congratulations, Philadelphia. You are Philadelphia. the <laughs> NBA champions. Uh, Danny Green, of course, won the title. Won the title with the Raptors two years ago. Won the title this year with the Lakers. He won a title yep. with the Spurs. He's turning into Robert Ory. Like, but he is. except um, except Robert Ory hit shots late in games. That's the only difference. Uh, but True. Al Horford's out. It didn't take long. Uh, Al Horford's wife is ripping Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See this other deal that just went through quickly, Gabe. Uh, another story just broke 14 minutes ago. Clay Thompson got hurt, uh, leg injury, undergoing tests. So this has just been a crazy day. Rumors, tests. Uh, who knows what's going to happen with the draft tonight? Wow. Uh, undergo testing in the next few days. Leg injuries suffered in a workout in Southern California. Severity, severity of the injury is unclear. Uh, reports Woj and Cam Stewart. It's a cam bomb. All right, let's uh, let's bring Lou, <laughs> Lou, Lou back in uh, here. Cam Lou. All right, Lou, so we're talking quickly on the means. Uh, you like it means in this fight? I brought up he hasn't won two straight fights since 2015. Does that concern you at all? No, because the fight against Daniel Rodriguez, who's also on this card, he came up with some mental issues that he he was dealing with, and I'm willing to give him a pass on that. But it's going to be no cakewalk against Perry. Listen, Perry is 
used to fighting 10 guys at once. So Gary's going to come out there and do what he does. This is going to be one heck of a fight to watch. I'd like to do hey, a Lou, uh, question. What, what's sure. the poll question? Covington or Mike Perry? <laughs> I'd say Colby Covington. I, I vote know, Covington. You know Who's I crazy? Be... I would no, vote Covington big... because I'd say Covington. I... No, what do you think? What was the question? Who's a bigger Who's a jerk, bigger... Perry or Covington? Jerk. Mike Perry is. Covington's well, I think Covington's a stick. Loser, like psycho in real life. Exactly. Colby Covington. Covington, is, Covington is stick. It's all stick. Covington's. Yeah. I've heard to be a pretty pretty good guy away from the microphone. And I think Perry is. You you see what you get is what you see, and what you see is what you get. And you better stand plenty far away because if you're an arm <laughs> shot, you're liable to get. Dropped, <laughs> yeah. including in a bar or on the street or in a gym. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the best. Hey, you see, yeah, you, you throw your vodka cranberry on Perry. Next thing you know, you got a hole in your face. Yeah, that's the last thing you want to do. Is uh, yeah, this guy's and, and I, will, I will say this: there, there's another fighter on the card, Brandon Moreno. Uh, I think he's as loony as Perry is. the The issue is he doesn't. It doesn't manifest itself the same way. But he's got the same look in his eye, no question about it. I don't know how Perry didn't get charged for hitting that old man outside the bar in Florida last month or you a couple can't, of months You ago. can't do that. Yeah, you can't hit old men. I agree. Listen, I'm with if you, you're, Gabe. If, you, if you're in a bar, if you're in a bar and Mike Perry comes in, just leave. <laughs> I agree. Absolutely. I'm out the door. I'm yeah, out the door. Leave. Yeah, out the back yeah, door. Don't Bye. think I'm going to my own business. It'll be all right. No, 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 no. Just leave. You're better off. Just Mike leave. Perry, I, Mike Perry's the same as the fuzz. When you see them, they come this way. I'm going that Lou. <laughs> hey, Lou, what do you think about for you? Yeah, for you exactly. I know the, fuzz oh, I know. Trust me. We know the we know the fuzz, Lou. We, we know them all. Like we're it's not our first rodeo, buddy. What do you think about uh, the what do you think about the Scott? Uh, they qualify. What about Paul Craig? He's a buck eighty-eight now in that fight versus Rule. What do you think about that one? Uh, is it parlay material, Lou, or what do you what do you think? It's not a fight I'm looking at. Uh, listen, Rua, you want to give him heat. He's six and one in his last seven fights, albeit he spaces them out and takes a judicious approach. That said, uh, these two guys fought earlier, and, and Craig gassed himself so early trying to get him out of there uh, that he, he, he blew the fight. And Hua, for his part, couldn't take him. Feet, but very good on the on the ground, and and who is good everywhere. So uh, I, I I think that uh, if you, if you could have caught Craig at minus one thirty, minus one forty, okay. But at his price now, I, uh, even though yeah. who is old, I can't. I that's not a dog I'm looking at. And I got a few dogs. Uh, so what do you think about the Marino fight? We were talking about a Marino. Uh, against Roy Val. So you were talking about Marino's um, a few fries uh, short of a uh, happy meal. Um, what about uh, this fight against Roy Val, who's actually quite a badass, too? I liked it. You got a lot I of like mean dudes in the game. I, I like this. I like Roy Val a lot. Backstage, you have a lot of tension uh, at the apex. Yeah. Uh, this, this I like it. You do, 
And it's between the women and the men, it's all 125 pounders, which is interesting. This is the 125 pound fight too. And Moreno, again, the guy who was supposed to fight Alex Perez that's now in the main event, he got passed over. He could have a pretty sizable chip on his shoulders for feeling like he got passed over for this. That said, they don't do him any favors with this kid, Roy Val, who they bring in uh, to fight against him. Roy Val's had just two UFC fights, but the kid's a killer, and he has future champions stamped all over him. Is he ready for Moreno's game right now? These are two evenly matched fighters. Uh, I happen to think that uh, whoever the dog would be in this fight would be who I take. Uh, Roy Val is a lefty, and he's going to be the taller man, but he's not going to have a reach advantage. So evenly matched fight. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, Roy Val at plus one, I'm seeing plus 160, 170. Uh, I, I think that's a bargain. I, I take Roy Val as an underdog. Lou, gamblu.com with us. All right, Lou, before we get into some football uh, with you, anything else on the undercard that you're taking a look at you want to share with us? Yeah, there is one. There's another fight. You got Alan Juban, who's a longtime UFC veteran, um, but he's also segued into his second career, uh, which is male modeling. And legitimately, he's a good looking guy and he, he models tuxedos and stuff. Uh, but at 38 years old, he's at a crossroads. He's, fought, he's fighting a debuting fighter with a wrestling background in Jared Gooden, 26 years old, 12 years younger. It, this is such a terrible spot for Juban, who has uh, definitely acknowledged on interviews that this is a crossroads fight for him as to what he's going to do next if he wins, whether he loses. I don't think that's a great mindset uh, to be going into a fight with. And I'm going to take the debuting Gooden, who's a plus price against Alan Juban. I like it. Not only, Lou, you talk about it, we always talk about, you know, the the doubt whenever there's a doubt of a fighter of his future and whether he wants to do it anymore. And then you throw in the fact that the dude wants to be a model. My face, my face, my pretty face. Like it doesn't affect <laughs> yeah. him against a newcomer that doesn't care. I want my money. I want to beat people up. Yeah. You know, yeah. especially I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about my second career and it happens to be modeling. It's like, well, I got a little bit of concern then about this. You going into an octagon. I hear. I remember Elias Theodoro told me that. Um, told me I hate getting punched in the face. I was thinking, well, you're in the wrong business. <laughs> he actually told me. I said, to him, I said, what's the worst thing about being in the UFC? He goes getting punched in the face. I was like, wow, it's kind of like no. you know, like most guys like it. They'll, they'll eat it. Ah, do it again, right? Like you know, but they don't like it. I was buddies with Heath Herring, and he's a big tough guy, and. He hated it, too. I asked him, what's the game plan? He goes, not to get punched in the head. <laughs> hey, I, I, talked to, I talked to a boxer once, and he told me something that it took me a while to understand. He's like, when I look across the ring from me, if I see a guy that's really pretty there, I'm much more worried than if I see a guy all scarred and nicked up. I'm like, are you kidding me? The scarred and nicked up guy is mean and rough. You can see how tough he is. He's, yeah, but he gets hit. He's like, well, yeah. I go over and I see that it hasn't been hit. I start to worry. It was an interesting yeah, yeah, take. Yeah. It is. It's it a good, good take. You're right. Exactly. That's the one thing. And even Elias, not the greatest fighter ever, but he was awkward and he would piss people off, Luke, because he wouldn't fully yeah, engage. Absolutely. Right? Mm -hmm. He'd go Very sideways. He'd, 
he'd kick you and punch you a bit, and then he, he'd sort of dodge <laughs> you for a minute, right? And he'd win on points, Cam. And guys after yep. were like, dude, you didn't even really fight me. It's like, well, yeah, hey, well I'm 11-1 and one in the UFC. Because for a while, exactly. people were like, you suck. Other fighters were jealous. They're like, y'all, you think you're cute? You suck. You don't even really fight. And he kept winning. Right, and then finally Dana got pissed off and said, "No, no, no, I don't like, like this kid." <laughs> <laughs> Put him in against a couple of tougher dudes. He's like, "Hey, you're gonna get exposed." Yeah. Uh, nice guy though. All right, Lou. NFL uh, football. Last I checked, Cam, the the hook was gone. Your Seahawks were three and a half all week. Is it three still right now? I saw the hook was gone. Yeah, it's three. It's three. Um, it's interesting, Gabe. And, you know, we look for the underdog on the show. I just, I think Seattle has a lot of, uh, you know, revenge in mind. Uh, they really pissed away that game against Arizona that one time. And and I told you, I really don't like what Pete Carroll's doing. And he got he got it from the Seattle media. I've been watching a lot of their stuff. And uh, they say he's got to be less conservative. Go for it. You know, we got to keep the ball. Russell Wilson, too. Another thing, he's having problems with turnovers in the red zone. But this is the time to get right. You you mentioned a good point. It's like the Tampa Bay New Orleans series. Uh, now New Orleans has beaten them twice. Seattle can't afford a rising Cardinals team to beat them twice in the 2 0 series matchup come yeah. playoff time. I think Seattle really shows up with their veterans. I think they win by around a touchdown in this game. The dog is very enticing, though. I totally understand a people like Arizona. Lou, what's your take on Thursday night football? Look ahead line a week ago was Seattle given five and a half. And so Seattle didn't look great. And Arizona wins on a last second touchdown. And now the perception is completely changed. Seattle given just a field goal is a bargain because there's still a little bit of home field advantage up in Seattle in that the Cardinals have to travel. Furthermore, they travel then again next week to New England. So this is the first of a back-to-back -back road and an important game for Seattle, as Cam states. Uh, Seattle's going to have to do something with their defense. The good, the good news is that it's their pass defense that's so porous. And while Arizona did get that big touchdown late in the game, the fact remains they're doing most of their damage on the ground, and it's not Murray's arm or the wide receivers. So I think this sets up really good for Seattle Thursday night. And to be able to lay three and not the hook, I think, is, is enough to entice me to recommend taking the game. Lou, gamblu.com, right, Lou? I think we got about a minute left or so here. Anything else in the NFL? What are you looking at this week? Some interesting uh, games. Packers, Colts uh, is an intriguing one, but what are yes. you looking at this week? Guys, I'll get, just give you a tip. This is the second week in a row that I've been on a Cleveland under. I got 48 and a half this week. That number is down lower than that today. The weather reports that, the, that are put out by the weather services now are acutely accurate. And to look on a Sunday night or a Monday morning at what the weather is going to be Sunday can really be helpful. And these games like Philly, Buffalo, Cleveland, Washington, that outside places in November and December have wind and snow. And it behooves you to take advantage early by taking uh, some opportunities and investing a little bit in adverse conditions. 
uh, in this case, I, I specced on one of them, but the line is off the board. I like Miami and I like uh, Denver to go under 45, but that, that number has been taken down. Uh, there's qu- quarterback questions in Denver. I just don't know how either team is going to score, but I give Miami the benefit of balance. So uh, once this number gets posted, or if you can see it there, I'd say 44 and a half or 45, go under those numbers. Uh, I think that's a that's a great position right there. Love Lou and uh, the vo- vocabulary that it brings to our table. Not a lot of our guests use the word behooves. Behooves. I'm a fan of the word behooves. I like I haven't it heard too. the word fuds in a long time. And uh, yep. of course, uh, don't forget about John Wayne's cattle, gambling.com. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, thanks to Lou. Gamblu.com for joining us. We're going to uh, get in all the NBA craziness in the next hour. Pete Annapolis is going to step up and in and uh, join us. But we've got Mac football. Let's get down to business. I'm taking Ball State minus 14. I'm taking NIU Ball State over 59. Um, I always buy half points if I can. Eastern Michigan plus seven. Toledo, Eastern Michigan over 62. Central Michigan plus one. Western Michigan, Central Michigan over 59. So to repeat, I'm laying the points with Ball State and I'm taking the over. I'm taking the points with Eastern Michigan and going taking the over. And uh, I'm taking the one point with the home team and uh, my Chippewas uh, plus one. And I'm going to go over 59 in that game. So over in all three games, favorite in the first game, dogs in the next two. What you got, Cam? We almost have the same card except for the one game. I'm taking a shot with Northern Illinois at plus 15, laying a little bit more juice to get the half point. I'm doing a two-game bet with Central Michigan money line and Central Michigan plus one, and we're both on the Eastern Michigan Eagles plus seven. I bought the half point there as well. Not playing with totals, just sides tonight. See what happens. But uh, two out of three, we have the same. The only difference is I have Northern Illinois, you have Ball State, and that's a very difficult game. I'll tell you what, man, um, Eastern Eastern Michigan have been good to us. I'm just not going to get in front of this. I don't know, Ken. People yep. are talking about Toledo. Toledo are going to be in a bad mood. They're going to be mad after blowing the game last week. I don't know, dude. They're kids. They could be depressed. Yeah. Like it's a – I agree. I'm telling you guys, the bounce back theory is much bigger with professionals than it is with college kids. I agree. Like, you know, Here's how, a, how, to Florida, yeah. how does Florida State bounce back every week? Oh, it's a bounce back. Yeah. They've been trying to bounce back for three years. Michigan, bounce back spot for Michigan. The kids on Michigan look like they're going to start crying soon on the sidelines. I know. They <laughs> no, and I, Gabe, if there's a way you want to attack the game other than that, a Toledo, if Eastern Michigan covers both ways, Toledo Ball State money line parlay is only to minus 157, which is significant because Ball State's favored by 14 and a half. All right, we'll, 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 we can hit this on the other side as well. Mm-hmm. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.